Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All righty, boys and girls. Here we are at the annual Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet, where Dick and I will not be winning any awards tonight. Uh, headlines are brought to you by our <laughs> Just friends. Just like every year. At Buddy's, Goodies <laughs> and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddy's, baby. News from the Combine. News from the Seahawks. Uh, assistant coach Sean Desai. Remember all the hype around Sean Desai when he showed up here? One and done, baby. He's the Spencer right. Hawes of the Seahawks. He's in, and then he's out. He's now the new defensive coordinator of the Eagles, and Austin Blythe, uh, starting center, announcing his retirement from the NFL today. Kevin Durant will make his son's debut tomorrow night against the Hornets. He has recovered from his MCL sprain, and Hornets guard LaMelo Ball suffered a fracture in his right ankle last night against the Pistons. You know what that means? Mm. That means now both of the NBA's balls are injured. Uh, Wow. I can't Come on. get that out of my nothing. head. Nothing. I got like, no, no rim ha- shot. I can't no do it. nothing we for that. We talked about this. I don't have any you access. You know how long I worked on that today? Jackson, did we not have this conversation yes, off the I air? Know. We definitely we did. We had this conversation. I can't I do anything. I'm like, I'm playing hurt, Dick. <laughs> You're right? blind. I got one hand behind my back here. Uh, more news in the NFL. Tampa Bay cutting running back Leonard Fournette at the request of the running back, by the way, according to the Buccaneers and the Falcons, releasing quarterback Marcus Mariota. Connor McDavid last night, fastest player in 27 years to score 50 goals in a season. And the Kraken, you didn't do the Kraken story yet. No, not yet. Try to get back to their winning winning ways, taking on St. Louis tonight, 5 o'clock on 93.3 KJRFM. Seattle's lost three in a row, and they are, get this, 3-6-1 in February. Jackson, who does Connor McDavid play for? Tell me right now. Edmonton. Good job. Just making sure. Just making sure. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, NBA news. The Lakers will reassess LeBron James' injured right foot in a couple weeks, although he's expected to be out much longer than that. And the Mariners get a 9-8 win today in Peoria over the Guardians. Ty France 2-for-2, two two, including a bomb, and Teoscar Hernandez hit one to the parking lot over the berm in center field that just hit Jackson Feltz in the ass, by the way. <laughs> That's how far that ball was crushed. Uh, let's get to John Wilner right now. It's time for our weekly Pac-12 conversation with San Jose Mercury News reporter John Wilner. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Our friends at SimplySeattle.com have the most amazing collection of all things Seattle. Seahawks gear, UW hats, and the largest selection of Sonics gear anywhere in the world. Learn more at SimplySeattle.com. All right, big thanks to our friends at SimplySeattle.com. New Mariner drops hit in the website every single day. Got a cool new dope Mariner hat. And yes, I'm a near 50-year-old white guy that just used the word dope in a sentence on the radio. Is that radio. that moonshot one? That's awesome. That was really cool. cool. I yeah, saw your tweet. Yeah, very cool. So check it out and uh, be sure and use code KJR15 at a discount uh, at checkout for 15% off anything at SimplySeattle.com. Here he is. Uh, they call him the dopest of Pac-12 beat writers, by the way. Is that what they do? He's not a dope, but he's dope. Does that make sense? He's John not on Wilner. dope either. John Wilner from the San Jose, San Jose Mercury News is with us, courtesy of Simply Seattle. How are you, man? What's going on? I'm good. Are you guys broadcasting remote? Yes. Yeah, why? Does it sound terrible? No, it sounds good. Where are, are you at the Seattle version of the ESPYs? Is that what I heard? Yes, guy. That's kind of what it We're is. We're actually in your bathroom right now <laughs> doing our show naked in your tub. 
How's that sound? I think that's what we should call it, John. <laughs> Ian, what do you think? John Wilner says we should call this the Seattle version of the ESPYs. Is that no, how they should just no, introduce no, no. it? No, no, because you know why? The ESPYs suck. That's why. <laughs> this doesn't suck. The ESPYs suck. I'm not going to be a part of something, John, that sucks. That's why we have you on the air, because you don't suck. Anyway, uh, l- listen, great to have you on the show, number one. Number two, can we just get an update? Is there anything to report in the last week on this stupid streaming or broadcast rights media deal conversation, man? It's like the conversation that won't die. Anything new from last week? Nothing new. Maybe mid-March. Nothing new, though. Eight months and counting. So, John, do you get Ion TV, <laughs> and will you need it to watch Pac-12 after dark? <laughs> So, the, no, the Pac-12 is not going to be on Ion TV. It, it's interesting. I talked to, like, a very good source in the sports media industry, and this is somebody who has done a lot of big-time deals in college football, and he said that Ion is actually a very interesting platform going forward, but the Pac-12 is not going to be on Ion. They are yeah. not doing that. I, my view is if, if they presented that to the schools, the commissioner would get fired in a heartbeat. Oregon and Washington would not put up with being on Ion. Right. Well, it would be embarrassing, would it not? I mean, what would the cosmetics, what would the aesthetics look like if the Pac-12 ended up on Ion TV? Honestly, I, I don't. I mean, I can't even conceive of it. Like, you, they could get cross promotion from Court TV. I guess is that Judge Judy? I don't know, but uh, that's what Ion has. That kind of stuff. Uh, it's not happening. Uh, I don't know exactly what how that report got into the public sphere, but it is not happening. Well, every so often, every few weeks or so, we hear another rumor about the, the Pac-12's demise. And now we've got Baylor's Mac Rhodes, their athletic director, talking on record about poaching Pac-12 teams. Is that right? Yeah, he said he, you know, he, he doesn't hope that it happens. But if the Pac-12 can't get a media deal done, then the Big 12 will be basically happy to open its doors. And it's just another sign of how college sports basically debases itself when it comes to realignment, money, the way the TV networks run the whole show. Uh, It's just, you know, it is just unseemly in a lot of respects. And realignment brings out the worst in the whole industry in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of reports that are hitting Twitter today about the Big Ten and UW and Oregon. Uh, I know SI put something out about the Big Ten, talking about expansion that could include Stanford, UW, Oregon, and Cal. Uh, Jason Shear, who writes for a blog that covers Arizona football and basketball, uh, is saying that Oregon and UW believe they will be able to get into the Big Ten at a decreased share once the president and commissioner situations are straightened out. Uh, does any of that pass muster for you? Uh, no, not at this point in time. Mm. Not at this point in time. I I uh, need a little bit more concrete information from from folks that I trust. So I mean, there's been a ton of speculation about this. You know, uh, who knows how long it's going to take for the Big Ten to get their their commissioner in place? But uh, I still think the most likely outcome is uh, Pac-12, ten schools sign a deal in the next couple of weeks that gets gets them through the end of the decade. With ten schools through the end of the decade, you just maybe mentioned. maybe twelve maybe twelve schools. Okay, well we'll see. Let let let's go back though to that conversation for a second. So you're not buying it yet. Okay, that's fine. What would you dub 
need to see out of the Big Ten as far as a offer that would get them to leave the Pac-12, even if it meant a smaller share than the other 13, 14 teams in the Big Ten? You know, I just don't think Washington would take a smaller share. I mm. just uh, mm. maybe I'm being uh, obtuse, but I don't think the Huskies would would put up with a smaller share. I, that's just me. Uh, we'll see. I, you know, I'm not aware of the specific reports that are coming that have come out today, and you know exactly who reported them. You know, because it could be there's a lot of different options when you say Sports Illustrated reported it. And I still am not sure that the Big Ten's media partners are willing to put up the money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even if, if if you do the math, even if those four schools w- were willing to come in at $50 million, right, each instead of the 65 or $70 million that USC and UCLA are getting, I mean, that's still $200 million that the Big Ten media partners have got to come up with. And I don't think that they feel like those four schools are worth $200 million. Do you know if Rutgers and Maryland got a smaller share for a few years when they came in? Yeah. Well, they, what happened is, I, I know with Maryland, they had to like offset a penalty for leaving the ACC. Uh, but the, the, the interesting piece there is that Maryland was, you know, so that puts them in debt. You go into the Big Ten in debt, you're, you're starting from behind. And that's kind of UCLA's situation. The Bruins have got hundreds, uh, tens of millions of dollars of debt. So they're going to get more money from the Big Ten, but that's only going to be used to pay down their debt and not going to be used to reinvest, right? That's that's the issue. If you come in at reduced shares, if you've got to pay out, pay off exit fees, it gets a lot. It's a lot tougher to to make the numbers work so that you can compete, you know, for recruiting, for coaches, all those kind of things. Yeah, John Wilner again. Uh, Simply Seattle.com. Pope of the Pack at Wilner Hotline on Twitter. By the way, with us on the air, uh, the the report that we mentioned from the guy that covers Arizona mentioned Cal and Stanford as well. Uh, how attractive are Cal and Stanford? Do you think uh, on a national scale, in your opinion? I think they're attractive to presidents because the academic piece. They could be attractive because there's a lot of Big Ten alumni in the Bay Area. They could be attractive because, you know, the technology space uh, is certainly uh, got to be interesting. But, you know, Big Ten, you want to be in Silicon Valley for a lot of reasons. So you know, even though those schools don't kind of cut the mustard competitively, uh, they don't do the ratings that you'd like to see. From an institutional standpoint, you know, they have a lot going for them. So it would be an interesting decision for Big Ten presidents if they were serious about it. Well, I understand it's not a good look for Washington and Oregon to take a lesser share, but it all comes down to economics, right? And so let's say the lesser share from the Big Ten is equal to the full share from the Pac-12's New Deal, and then the Big Ten says, hey, you know, you're only going to take a lesser share for three years or five years or whatever, and then you're going to get the full year, the full share, then why wouldn't they leave? Well, I mean, one reason is the, the playoff. Don't you think it's easier to get in the playoff yeah, out of, of the 10-team or 12-team Pac-12 than a 16- or 20-team Big Ten? I do. And the playoff, I think the playoff is a big deal. Right, being able to host a first-round game, especially on your campus, is gigantic. So, and I think the Pac-12 very well could end up doing a deal where they have an unequal revenue share of postseason money. Basically, you earn it in the NCAA tournament and the college football playoff. You get to keep an outsized portion of that revenue. 
Yeah. Hey, have you heard, John, anything? I don't mean to put you on the spot, by the way, but I, we know you can handle a curveball every now and then. <laughs> anything on UW replacing Ohio State on their schedule in 2024? Uh, you know, that, that news that just came down about, what, two, three weeks ago was pretty sudden, I know, for UW. So it's not like they were sitting around worrying about finding a non-conference opponent for 24. But uh, any news on that from your perspective at all? I have not heard anything, and it's going to be hard for them to find a Power 5 school for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. Even Group of Fives might be tied up. You know, UCLA had that deal. Michigan canceled on them like three years out before a series started. UCLA ended up scheduling, uh, what, Alabama State, I think it was. You know, they had to go to FCS, and they, they, they played a uh, historically black college and university. Washington may end up having – very few options and may have to schedule an FCS team. I don't know who else the Huskies have God. in 24, and if there's already an FCS on the, the schedule, that would, that would probably be problematic if there is. John, we're eight hours away from my favorite sports month of the year, and we're talking bubbles from the Pac-12. We got ASU now on the bubble after that uh, Desmond Cambridge shot beating Arizona. We've got USC on the bubble. we got Oregon on the bubble. What needs to happen in the last week of the regular season in the uh, Pac-12 tournament to get those teams in? Boy, it's it's uh, interesting because USC is kind of on the bubble too, and ASU and USC are playing this week. They're playing Thursday. So there's a little bit of an eat-your-own quality to it. You know, I think the Pac-12 needs, uh, ideally, USC would beat ASU, and then ASU would, would beat UCLA, right? That's the best-case scenario because then both USC and Arizona State are getting okay. quality wins. Oregon's playing Stanford and Cal. Those teams aren't going to do anything for them. I think Oregon's in pretty big trouble. Uh, I think Oregon probably needs to win the Pac-12 tournament at this point to get in. But if you want to, ma- how do you maximize the bids? Well, you have two locks in Arizona and UCLA. You get USC in there. ASU wins, uh, gets a good win or two this week and in the Pac-12 tournament. And then Oregon is like the upset winner. That's how you get to five, right? You, hmm. They're going to need an Oregon State 2021 yeah. repeat in order to get uh, you know, up to four or five bids. John, going back to your point about the Husky football schedule, yeah, they got Weber State and Eastern Michigan in 24, so they already have one FCS team on their schedule in Weber in the, uh, out of the big sky. Can they play two FCS teams in one year? Is that even allowed? You can, but uh, I don't believe – the second one, I think you can. They changed the format a few years ago. I'm not sure if the second one technically counts towards right. bowl eligibility. Right. But, that, I mean, that shouldn't be an issue for Washington. I'm sure they will do whatever they can to, you know, try to lure, a, you know, a group of five school at least, or maybe Mountain West or, or Mac. I have not looked to see if anybody's got openings uh, on the schedule. But, you know, the scheduling piece is going to be tough for the Pac-12 going forward, and it's it's one reason I think the conference should consider playing 10, 10 league games. Yeah, well, that helped you, Dub. I mean, outside of Michigan State this coming year, they don't have anything on their schedule until 28. Uh, Weber mm-hmm. State, Eastern, Colorado State, UC Davis, Eastern Washington, Fresno, Nevada, and then Michigan in 28. So there's there's some huge holes in that schedule for the next five years starting in 24. But John Warner with us. And, John, before we let you go, uh, one on Mike Hopkins and, and you, Doug. They won three in a row and then got buried by an awful Stanford team over the weekend. Uh, they're they're, they're going to finish below 500 in Pac-12 play. Uh, we'll see what happens with Mike. But I, I 
I want to ask you the same question we asked Mike DeCourcy a couple days ago. If there is an opening on Montlake uh, and Mike Hopkins is let go, how attractive is that job uh, nationally, you think? I would say it's moderately attractive. You know, uh, it'll certainly depend on what they're offering. Uh, but, you know, Washington depend to me, that, that job depends so much on what the Seattle high school and AAU scenes are like. When the Huskies were really good, when they were rolling in the Lorenzo Romar era, right, the, the local high schools were producing a lot of big-time players, and they were getting them. And it doesn't seem like that is the case anymore, and I don't know why. So to me, that has an impact, right? Because you're immediately going to think, what's my access to local players? It doesn't seem like it is what it used to be. Certainly the Washington degree is helpful in, attr- in attracting transfers, and the portal is, has obviously changed everything, as has NIL. Uh, but, I, you know, it's moderately uh, attractive. It's certainly not top, you know, 30 nationally, top 40. And there were a couple of years where Washington high school basketball was down, but it's consistently good. Remember, we had the number one pick in the draft last year in the NBA in Palo Bancaro from here. So, I mean, it's it's still pretty good. Hey, John, how toxic is Chris Beard, and how long will he be toxic? I, Washington can't hire him, I don't think. Um, but somebody will. I mean, Rick Pitino, somebody will hire him, right? Those guys... Uh, there's enough schools out there that really just care about winning that they would do that. I can't imagine the Huskies hiring either of them, uh, but it's, it's certainly interesting for both in terms of where they can go. Uh, I would think Beard, if not this, you know, this spring, I would think that next spring hmm. he would get hired somewhere, yeah. probably in the SEC or you know, southeastern quadrant of the country is my guess. So you think he's just toxic even though he wasn't charged just because he was associated with this story? That's enough to have ADs and presidents say no? I would think that you'd be concerned about a lot of blowback uh, on that. But, I, you know, I've been wrong plenty of times. I've been wrong like 18 times today already, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah, well, mate, you know what? I, I'm, I'm 19. I got you by one. All right, man. Listen, great stuff. Appreciate it. We'll talk in a week. All right, Johnny? Thanks, John. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, let's get to Kraken pregame right now. This is Kraken Game Day, brought to you by SmartSheet. What's hybrid work? It's having the people, the resources, and the total freedom to manage everything your way from wherever you are. And that's SmartSheet, the platform for dynamic work. Now with Kraken Game Day, here's Softy and Dick. All right, Kraken and Blues coming up on 93.3 KJRFM. We're going to shift over to 9.50 a.m. and continue broadcasting from the Sports Star of the Year banquet. But joining us right now, he's got you all night long, baby. Uh, he's like Lionel Richie all night long from the 32 Bar and Glad Grill didn't sing that. up in Northgate. Michael Benton, how are you, pal? What's happening? I know we don't have that much time here, so you're going to have to wait for me for my impression, but I can't sing that well, but I can give it a shot one of these days here. Yeah, maybe so. after a good. couple of cocktails, we'll let uh, we'll something like that. <laughs> Karaoke Benton. Definitely not sober. All right, so we definitely should panic. The question is, what kind of panic? Should I be jumping through the window here on the second floor, walking into traffic? Uh, how much on a scale of 1 to 10 should I be panicking right now about this hockey team? You know, I really don't think there's much cause to panic in that. Yes, it's a three-game losing streak, and it, it's so tight right now in the Western Conference where you go on one massive losing streak here, it's pretty much going to almost sink your chances 
but it's so tight where you go back on one winning streak, you could be all of a sudden in division title contention in about uh, a week or week and a half here. So, you know, I, I really think, and this could go back here to a lot of the conversation that's, you know, rising up here for today on the trade market where you've heard the team talk about how close the room is right now. You've heard the team talk about how much they desire to stay together. And then we just heard earlier on these airwaves, GM Ron Francis say, if we make a move, it's not going to be a major one. So, you know, at this time of year, you know, I, I say, guys, it's very easy to, you know, grip the stick a bit tight as players usually say. Vince Dunn, you know, pretty much admitted so after Sunday's game. And, you know, I think if you just get past, you know, these next few games this week and just find a way to get one win, that's going to loosen a, a lot of things up here as far as what this team needs. Why isn't Ron making a move? Ron Francis is not making a move because the Kraken right now are still well ahead of the curve when it comes to their appropriate championship window, Dick. And he said that these like their top nine, but it goes right back to where the expectations were for this group heading into the season. You were to ask a lot of people about four months ago, would the Kraken be in this position right now in a playoff spot, not just trying to push one here from the outside looking in, uh, you get a lot of people who say, you know what, I'm taking that bet, I'm taking the money and running. Uh, they've gone beyond so many expectations with where they thought they would be here for this season, and when you get that far based on original expectations, you know, there, there, there's a special bond that this team develops in chemistry where if you make a major move, you blow things up, you move a lot of pieces out, that's got a huge potential to backfire right now. So, you yeah. know, I really see the thinking behind it where you get these guys runway here to finish what they start, maybe make a piece, you know, where you need it, say, you know, with face-off, depth, defense, what have you. Then you're giving them some help and saying, we trust in you, but we're also going to give you a little bit of a boost here for this next month. All right, man. Great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. You want to party with Mike Benton? He's at the 32 Bar and Grill in Northgate. And trust me, nobody parties like Mike Benton. Come on down. 32 <laughs> Bar and Grill. Great stuff. Have fun tonight, pal. You bet, fellas. Thank you. Thanks. All right. We got blues. We got cracking over on the FM. We're going to switch over to the AM stick. Going back to our roots, baby. 950 KJR continuing from the Sports Star Banquet on the AM dial. Rick Riz is going to join us in a matter of minutes with the happy totals. Coming up next on 950 KJR AM. Cracking on the FM. Enjoy it. And we'll see you on the AM dial next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts 
They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Here's the stretch. The 3-2 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field. Stay fair. Holy smokes, he did it. Off the hit in air cafe. Cal Raleigh with a walk-off home run. How sweet it is. The Mariners and the 20-year drought on a walk-off home run by Cal Raleigh. <laughs> by the way, I, I think, I'm pretty sure uh, we got to give 710 credit for that. <laughs> Yeah, I think we probably have to. And do Seattle that. Sports, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah right. no, note to Chris Kidd, we'll have that conversation off the air, man. But uh, the the voice, that guy, is that okay? Better there. That's better. That yeah. guy right there was on the mic when Cal Raleigh ended the streak. I was doing a halftime of the UW Arizona State game. Oh, man. You were in the booth for Cal Raleigh's bomb, and so glad Ooh. that you were on the call. Rick Riz is joining us from the Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet. How are you, man? I'm fine, Softy. How are you? Hi, Dick. How hey, you doing? Rick. Nice. Great to see you, man. What a night here. This is a yeah. huge night, you know, to honor Ken Griffey Jr. and all the uh, nominees and all the winners and uh, Jen Mueller getting the Keith Jackson Award. Yep. I'm so proud of her. So, yeah, this is a lot of fun, buddy. Great to see everybody. Tell me about that moment, what that moment oh. meant to you to be on that call and, oh. and have it happen before you hung them up. <laughs> oh, man, it was the, the loss of the frustration of 21 years, the drought. It was the jubilation of finally getting there after, you know, 20 years, ending the drought. Uh, and a kid from North Carolina with one swing of the bat becoming a, a local hero. I mean, uh, with what he did, Cal Raleigh, with that swing. And by the way, he was playing with a torn ligament in his thumb. He didn't start that game. It was a pinch hit walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning off of Domingo Acevedo to beat the Oakland A's and uh, put us in the playoffs for the very first time. So I'm so proud of this kid. We've all been waiting a long time. I know none longer oh, than you. Yeah. And I, did you ever think, like, okay, at some point we're getting back to the playoffs, and at some point yeah. I'm going to get to, A, call a playoff game and maybe even get to call a walk-off type play like you did. Yeah, the year before. Uh, the year before, the Mariners were only a few wins away from getting to the playoffs. Scott Service has done a great job with this team. And Jerry Depoto, you know, building the foundation five years ago with the trades, with the drafts. Here comes Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, the trade for Matt Brash, uh, getting Andres Munoz, uh, Julio Rodriguez. But the year before, they were just a few wins away from getting the playoffs. I thought Scott should have been the manager of the year that year, mm -hmm. and I thought he definitely was going to win this year. But, uh, yes, I thought we came very close two years ago, and to actually get it done and get the fans who so deserved a chance to get to the playoffs to see what it was like to, to witness and feel that excitement like we saw and felt in 1995, the refuse to lose. It was kind of the same thing because they won so many games, guys, by – one run, two runs. They were 35 and 22 in one run decisions. That's 57 games. I thought Scott Service had a bottle of Tums in the dugout. You know, <laughs> I don't know how he did it. And uh, 13 walk off wins, 11 yeah. and five in extra innings. They, they. It's not only that they won, but how they won those games was so exciting. Right. You know, technically, we've been waiting longer than him because he didn't get here till 83. That's we've right. been here since 73. 
So we've been waiting <laughs> 10 years okay. for as painful as yeah. it's been for you. Imagine yeah. being us, man. Well, I was born in 1953, <laughs> so I've been waiting longer than you guys. So well, we were we were 10 years old when you showed up here, and look at us now, 40 years yeah. later. Well, you guys look great. Rick Riz is with us, and uh, Griffey's getting the uh, the Legend yeah. Award tonight. He's going to walk in here like a Caesar, like a king, and everyone's going <laughs> to flock to him and want to hang out with him. But yeah, he's Pipe Piper, baby. What is he I doing now? for the franchise what's his role with the team now i guess he's an ambassador he shows up you know he's going to show up at spring training if you need him here and there uh, junior is going to be just junior yeah and he's so great by you know being at spring training during the course of the year talking with the kids you know they just light up i mean this kid i call him a kid he's 50 something years old now but he's still a kid to me when we signed him at the age of 17 out of cincinnati molar made it to the big leagues in 1989 at the age of 19 but, you know, he, he means so much to the organization. Man has a statue in front of the ballpark. Edgar's down the street. Dave Niehaus is out in right center field. You know, uh, T-Mobile Park is, is the house that Griffey built, you know, along with those guys from the 1995 season to help save baseball here. We wouldn't be here without Junior, without Jay Buhner and all the other guys, you know, on that 95 ball club. He just means so much. He is a legend. And I'm going to be talking briefly about him up on stage. And it's not only... The 630 home runs, the uh, 13 all-star appearances, or um, the 22 years of the big leagues, the Silver Slugger Awards, the Gold Gloves. It was the man. That's how you become a legend. You don't win this award. You earn it. And what he did off the field and away from the lens of a camera was just unbelievable. And he did it with, with grace and dignity to help kids then you become that's what makes you a legend he's a legend in my mind he's one of the greatest players in the history of the game of baseball are you going to regale us tonight uh, with a story and whether you do or not would you regale us right now with a ken griffey jr story wow where do you want me to start uh with uh just you know, what, just what that, he did with the bat or no his i'm just talking just like maybe just a story that we haven't heard before that just you know yeah. you just you observe grip whether it's whether it's funny whether it's yeah. you know just something that may may stick into your mind that uh, that you like to tell folks oh there's there's all kinds of funny uh when he was a 19 year old kid spring training i brought my son to spring training and we were standing out in front of the dugout at t- at um at uh, tempe diablo stadium we were out there all by ourselves, and Junior came out of the uh, clubhouse, and he called Nick over. Nick was eight years old, and so he's talking with Nick. I go, you know, they're having a good time over there. So Nick walks over to me. He's eight years old. He's 43 now. He walks over to me, kicks me really hard in the leg. I go, Nick, what are you doing? He said, Junior said he'd give me 50 bucks if I kicked you really hard in the leg. <laughs> I said, don't you give that 50 bucks. You yeah, back then, 50 and bucks was a lot of money, too. Yeah, this is 1989. And uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Nick still hasn't gotten the 50 bucks, so. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe you can get it tonight from him because yeah. uh, he, he's good for it. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Rick Riz is with us. Yeah, I, I I thought you'd tell the story about the cow in Lou's office. And oh, yeah. Lou actually <laughs> told that story on the air. Yeah. Hearing him tell it is insanely oh. funny. I don't know where he found the cow. He, he, some farm down there in right. Arizona. Yeah. And they, they put this huge cow in Lou's office. What's funny is that Carl Hamilton is, was our video guy at the time. He had to be snuck in there with the camera going, and he had this cow's 
South End in his face, you know, <laughs> while, uh, you know, waiting for the door to open for, you know, Lou to walk in. Yep. And he sees this cow and he goes, oh, Junior, you know. <laughs> but only Ken Griffey Jr. No doubt. Well, like that. let's let's talk about this team. Uh, everyone's excited, right, obviously, much so, um, yeah. for what the potential is. Pitching staff, unbelievable. We've been talking about all of a sudden now you think you're going to be pretty good. And you need a closer, right? I mean, closer yeah. is like the last piece of the puzzle. You're rebuilding whatever, just kind of by committee. Do they need to get to a point now where they identify one dominant guy? And I asked uh, Steven Souza was on the air with us yesterday. Yeah. And I said, between Seawald, Munoz, and Brash, who is your closer? And he said Munoz is his guy. Yeah. If he could pick one guy. What about you? Well, I think the important thing about Andres Munoz is that sometimes when you try to win a ball game, it's not in the ninth inning. You know, it's in the seventh or the eighth. And that's what makes Munoz so great. You know, when Scott needed to win a ball game and stop, you know, something that was going on with the other team, he could come in and get you a strikeout. With a runner on a second, runner third, you need the next guy not to put the ball in play. He struck out 42% of the guys that he faced last year. So it's not a traditional closer's role like Eddie Diaz or Norm Charlton in 1995 and the other closers that we had, Sasaki. When Sasaki had all those saves... In 2001, when we won a Major League record 116 games, Jeff Nelson and Arthur Rhodes were pitching lights out in the 7th and the 8th inning to get to Sasaki, and he did what he did. You mm-hmm. know, he got all the saves. Yep. But I think it really worked last year, and it's not going to change. Paul Sewell did a great job last year. And the year before, he was one of the better relievers in the American League, pitching up in the strike zone, breaking ball down in the strike zone, and then having Munoz and Brash, Diego Castillo, whoever uh, Scott needed in that situation in the 7th or the 8th to win a ball game. Sometimes that's when you need your closer to win a ball game. So it, it really worked. Jerry upgraded at right field and second base through trades. Yeah. And then left field in DH, he pretty much left alone and said, we got guys that I want to put in that's already on our roster to fill those spots. Uh, your level of concern on those areas this year? I, I like left field. Uh, you're going to have a veteran out there in A.J. Pollock uh, coming over from the Chicago White Sox, which gives Jared Kelnick time to figure things out. And from what I saw a couple of days ago, he's figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a home run, a line drive home run to straightaway center field his first time up. Second time up, I saw him call timeout. You know, you can call one timeout now. A lot of changes in baseball this year. Oh, yeah. He got back in there next pitch at a long home run to right center field. Next time up, he lines out to the center fielder. Everything was back up the middle. It's a, one of the greatest approaches in baseball because uh, the greatest hitters I've talked to in the world, Edgar Martinez, you know, and Tony Gwynn, and uh, George Brett. It's always up the middle. If I'm a little early, I pull the ball. If I'm a little bit late, I hit the ball the other way, which they used to do. And hopefully they'll start doing that a little Mm -hmm. bit more. But uh, not worried about left field because I think Kelnick will figure things out. I think the kid is going to have a great year with Pollock over there. And the DH spot, I think, will alternate to give guys a day off here and there. Teoscar Hernandez, I think, was a huge addition. Mm -hmm. Barron has got an everyday player for a reliever in Eric Swanson who was incredible last year. But for a guy to play every day, hit the ball out of the ballpark, drive in runs, hit for an average, that was a great trade pulled off by Jared yeah. Poto. And he hit, I guess he had a long home run today. He did. Yeah. Hey, Rick, before you go, Rick Riz with us. Uh, you mentioned the rules changes in baseball. I mean, you're going to be in it. bed by 10 o'clock this year, I right? You might be home and in bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> what do you make it. of the pitch clock and uh, banning of the shift, all that stuff? Love it. Uh, banning of the shift, baseball looks like baseball again. People said, oh, it's going to be so different. I said, no. I explained to him, baseball is going to look the same again. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it used to be 15, 20, 
30, 40, 50 years ago with two guys on either side. I talk to J.P. Crawford all the time. J.P. loves it. I can be a shortstop again. Uh, 70% of the time last year, he was behind second base or on the other side of second base. And Eugenio Suarez played shortstop more than J.P. Crawford. Right. And there were weird double plays. There was weird cutoffs. You know, it just didn't look the same. So I love the non-defensive shifts. I love the pitch timer. Get that ball. Get ready to hit. Get ready to throw. We saw just a couple infractions. Manny Machado was late, you know, getting in the box. And you've got to be aware of the pitch. You've got to look at the pitcher. So it trimmed off. 24 minutes a game in the minor wow. leagues the last few years. We played 225 on the opening day at spring training, 219, 229. I love it. It's going to be great for the fans. A weekday home games uh, during the school year, mom and dad can bring all the kids out to the ballpark <laughs> and get home at night. And That's enough, right. so. He's not just a play-by-play guy. It. He's a marketer, promoter as well, baby. Uh, Rick Riz. <laughs> yeah. Hey, great to see you. I, I told him off the here. air, he looks exactly the same oh, yeah. as yeah. he did 20 oh, years yeah. ago. And Do you look, age, yeah, for yeah. God's yeah. sakes? Oh, What's the secret? Me. What's trust the secret? Uh, I love what I do. Yeah, I've been doing something I want to do since I was 12 years old. These kids keep me young. You know, you're looking at uh, a guy that's uh, living his dream for uh, the last 40, it's my 49th year. I love it. Stays calm and optimistic. Yeah. That's a good combo. Go get him, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Rick Riz with us on the radio show. We're at the Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet. You may have noticed that we're over on the A-Stick now, 950 KJR, because we got hockey over on the FM dial. Uh, Blues and Kraken face off at 5 o'clock over there. We're going to continue over here uh, from the Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. AM. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, boys and girls, we are back here at the annual Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet, uh, 88th Sports Star of the Year Award. And uh, every year they have a big-time host, Dick, as you know, that kind of has two hands on the wheel, 10 and 2, keeps everything on track. And they said they were looking for a, a Seattle broadcasting legend. Uh, a, a big part of the fabric of the sports community. Okay. One of the most recognizable sportscasters in Seattle. That that was really kind of like yeah. the prerequisite so they for just, that job. So they got Rick Riz, right? Well, they just couldn't find that guy, so instead they have Aaron Lowe. <laughs> yeah, no. And there was nobody that checked all the boxes, and so they came to me and said, hey, could you do us a solid? Yeah, you walked right into it, pal. That's okay. Well, listen, you're the man, all right? And you know you have officially become the man when you're hosting. The, this is like hosting the Oscars, for God's sakes. Honestly, there's no bigger award show in this town I than feel, the Sports Star Bank. I feel the spirit of Royal Brom here tonight. That's right. <laughs> you should. It goes all the way back to him and, and the origins of this. No, it really is an honor to be able to, to MC this tonight. I was not expecting it at all. Yep. Sort of uh, you know, the last month or so, I said, okay, well, let's let's okay. take it, take take the bull by so, the horns and do it. So the question is, do you keep it PC? Do you maybe invoke a couple of gasps from the crowd? Uh, how how much do you push the envelope tonight, Levine? We all want to know. Well, we're going to see. I will say this, <laughs> that the spirit of this event and the fact that it is run by the Seattle Sports Commission and the fact that everybody in Seattle sports is here tonight, including all of the teams, we're going to try and keep it as PC as possible. All right, I'm out. But there will be some moments. <laughs> okay, all right, good. well, I mean. Good. You've just got it handed to you with Russell Wilson. I mean, you tell me there is a Russell Wilson shot 
somewhere coming so tonight. So what is the over-under exactly on the number of Russell Wilson jokes Four you expect either me or Four somebody else to make tonight? I don't Four really care about the quantity. Four I care about the quality. Well, I want, Puck and Jim had a bet going on. Well, I, don't, I want one that I can remember and I can retell. I don't care if there's four or five, but I want. I need one good one. Okay, I will have to write one into the script <laughs> between now okay. and the time the show starts at 7.30 tonight, All and right. you've got your one. But I'm not sure yes. if we're going to get to five. I want you to bring up a footstool with you and say Russell Wilson was supposed <laughs> to host the event tonight. So in his honor, I will stand on the footstool that Russell was supposed to use tonight. Well, the amazing uh, thing was he was part of the show last right, year exactly. as an awardist recipient. He was on the, the video screen, though, right? He was. It was a Zoom call, and that was. I know he made headlines because weird. he said... He, he said, he didn't say, let's ride. He said, go Hawks. And yeah. I, that was the last time he's ever said, go Hawks, because right. it was after the trade to Denver. Yeah, we were all here for it. I, oh, I, right. I thought it was kind of odd, right? It's yeah. like, man, the guy's out of here, and now we're hearing him on the big screen. But whatever. But Aaron Levine is with us, and Rick Riz, Ken Griffey Jr. going to be, uh, or uh, excuse me, Ken Griffey Jr., Doug Baldwin. Rick Riz was just on with us tonight. Talk about Doug for a little bit, because I've always thought that this guy's going to make a much bigger impact off the field. And I'm even thinking today, as I'm doing some laundry, I had this random thought popping in my head. This guy could be mayor if he wants to. Hell, he could be governor of the state if he wants to one day. There's no question about that. I'm not sure if he's ready for it uh, mentally with right. uh, with the number of kids he has at home right now. Give him a couple of years, and I, I could see a potential future in government and politics for Doug. But the impact he's already had on the community, the fact that they've been able to build this community center in Renton that's supposedly going to be opening up in June or July, this has been a project that's gone on for about three or four years. I think he even started it before he retired from the NFL. He has two major uh, commitments in his life. And number one is family, and number two is the community. And the fact that he's chosen the local Seattle community in which to uh, to place all those efforts is really commendable. And I asked him about that. He, he came on the show well, when we announced him as the Humanitarian Award winner about a month ago. And he was not only, he was honored first, but his commitment really comes he, he talked about how much Seattle is a part of his life and how he's decided to put set his roots here uh, comparably to a lot of other former Seattle athletes as well who love the Pacific Northwest and this has really become home he's originally from Florida he went to school in the Bay Area why Seattle well because of his time with the Seahawks and the culture up here as well would you make a Pete today at the at the combine not only talking about the Russell Wilson situation. Hey, no, no hard feelings, man. We're all good. We're all cool. You know, taking, everything's cool. Taking the high road. Exactly. Taking the high road. And then also just, you know, doubling down on how interested they are at the quarterback position and whether you think that's authentic or whether you think that's a little bit of a smokescreen to kind of bump up the value of that fifth overall pick. Everything they say this week at the NFL Combine is a smokescreen. <laughs> Everything they say up until the NFL draft is a smokescreen because, as you know, John Schneider does not like to tip his hand in any way, shape, or form. I'll go all the way back to when they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. Had no idea that Russell was the top of John Schneider's list when it came to quarterback. We talked about it throughout the full the season this year, that Geno Smith, they're probably going to want to re-sign yeah. for a not a marginal amount of money, marginal amount of money. You're not going to be wanting to break the bank to do that, but they're also going to be looking at a quarterback of the future. Gino is not the quarterback of the future for this organization. We all know that. 
So we don't want to break the bank, number one, but we also don't want to be put in a situation where you are grooming a brand new quarterback in his rookie season because very rarely do situations like that work out where you have a competitive team after drafting a rookie quarterback in the first round of the draft. No question. Well, the Mariners are uh, about a month away from getting going. Rick Riz was with us, and he's all fired up, as he always is, about Mariner baseball. But uh, I don't know. What do you honestly see 2023 being about? What does this year look like for you? This year is all about getting past the divisional round of the playoffs, getting past the Houston Astros. I think that is the ultimate goal. Do better than the Astros this year. There you go. Well, you can do one without the other. You can get past the divisional round and not get past Houston. That is true, but Houston is your major divisional rival. You want to win the division first, but if you can't win the division, then you want to go further than they do. They are the hated team, not only in the American League West, but in the American League Love in it. general. Love it. All so, right. Did I mean, they that, do and this, this built, I don't know. We're about to see. I mean, Houston is you know the, the, the gold standard when it comes to baseball right now. They were last year. They're World Series champions. So what do you have to do as a team? You have the core. You're not going to break that core up. The yeah. core really worked well last year. Hopefully those auxiliary pieces will, will help. And the fact of the matter is, Marco Gonzalez is fighting for his life for the number five spot in right. this pitching rotation. Right. Yeah. When you have guys, I don't remember this kind of depth in the, pitching, in the pitching rotation in a really long time. Crazy. All right, the host of the Sports Star of the Year Award Banquet brought to you by Microsoft. Aaron Levine is with us. And the one thing you have to do before you hit that stage, hit that bar right there, okay, before you get <laughs> on stage. Makes a little so better. Get yeah. yourself off. Yep. Juice stop, pal. Hey, okay. uh, enjoy it tonight. Have fun. Thank you, guys. And we promise to not heckle you. And, oh. we're, and we're lying. Keep keep heckling. Okay. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm like you, Brooks Kepka in full swing. There you go. I love it. We're going to get after you <laughs> yeah. then. We expect a great performance out of you. Aaron Levine, the host of the show. Uh, we're going to continue on Sports Radio 950 KJR AM from the Sports Star Banquet next right here. Stick around. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.